bell. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts, a fire alarm fire. Five bells move immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go, firefighters. <laughs> Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a moment, we'll join Chief Cody and engine man Andy Parker, the man Tim Collins saved when he was overcome by acrid smoke in the storage loft fire. The loft blaze has proved to be a stubborn affair. And putting it out is an extremely tough and dangerous job because the weight of the water-soaked bales threatens to bring the whole second floor tumbling down, carrying the firemen with it. We'll learn what this problem really means to Chief Cody in just a moment, right after this important message. firefighters. Let's go to the two-story storage loft where Chief Cody, Andy Parker, the engine man, and Tim Collins are fighting the blazing upper story where bales of rags are stored. Right now, the fire is only a small part of their worries. The big danger is that the bales of rags that have gradually been soaking up water three times their weight will be too much for the floor to stand. The whole second story, with the three men, will collapse. Chief Cody has sensed this danger from the start and finally has ordered Tim and Andy out of the loft before it crashes to the basement, carrying them with it. All right, Tim. Andy. Right. They're out of here. Yes, sir. She's got too dangerous with those bales soaking up water. Right, Chief. I agree. Come on, Tim. Uh, you get out on the ladder with the chief, Andy. I've got my foot caught between the bales. Well, hurry it up, Tim. She may go any minute. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. All right, I'm free now. You and Andy work your way down the ladder. She's starting to give way, Tim. Come on. Come on, Tim, on the ladder with us. She's going, Tim. You all right, Chief? Yeah. Tim. Poor Tim. The whole second floor passed through to the basement. He's under it all. Gosh, Chief. What do we do? Get down this ladder first. Do you think there's any chance that he... Don't talk like that, Andy. Of course there's a chance. As long as there is, we'll move heaven and earth to get him out. Chief, I'm reporting for duty. This is my day off when I heard about the fire. Oh, Chief. It's good to see you, boy. How's the rescue work coming? We've got a real rescue job on our hands, Mushnaki. Yeah, I see. The whole thing just collapsed. Anybody in the building? Yes. Your pal, Tim Collins. Tim? Yeah. Good grief. Bales of rags soaked up so much water, the weight was too much for the floor. Whole thing crashed down, carrying Tim with it. Well, we got to get him out. We certainly have. If there's any way on earth. Andy. Yes, sir? Have the boys cool down that pile of wreckage with their lines. It's too, too hot to work on right now. Right away, sir. Oh, step over here, Miss Nosky. Out of all the confusion. I want to talk with you. Sure, Chief. Now... I don't like to admit this, even to myself, Mishnowski, but... Bad, isn't it, Chief? Pretty bad. There's tons and tons of masonry on top of that boy. Yeah, and I see that rear wall caved in, too. There's not much more than one chance in a thousand that, that he's alive. Yeah, I know. 
But there is that one chance, Chief. Who knows? Maybe... We'll do everything humanly possible. And as fast as we can. Thank heaven the fire's out. Now we can concentrate on the rescue. What's the plan, Chief? As soon as the boys cool off the rubble, we'll turn every last man to digging. Almost a hopeless task, but we've got to do it. As soon as the engine men have the smoking ruins wetted down and cooled, every man sets to work with shovels, plaster hooks, and their bare hands to dig their way to the bottom of the great mass of bricks, twisted beams, and water-soaked bales, working with a frantic energy against hopeless odds. Every man struggling and sweating in the dusty heat knows the chances of success of finding Tim alive are slim. But no man will admit it as he works on doggedly, grimly, without pausing to rest. And the man who works the hardest, who digs in the rubble with the most frantic hope, is Andy Parker, the engine man, whose life was saved by Tim. After over an hour of digging, Andy comes up to Chief Cody, who is working in the ruins himself, and says... Chief? Yes, Andy? I don't think we're getting anywhere. It's... it's so slow. Yes, you're right, Andy. Terribly slow business. We've hardly made a dent in this pile of stuff. I'm afraid... I'm afraid that by the time we get to the bottom... Yeah, I know, I know. It may be too late. Let's see what Musnowski has to say. Musnowski! Yes, Chief? What do you think? You're the rescue expert. Isn't there any way we can move this up faster? We've been at it an hour now. We've hardly scratched the surface. I know. It's maddening it so slow. We only had a... Hey, why not? Got an idea? Sure, why not? A steam shovel. Well, I'm afraid even rescue doesn't have one of those. No, but I think I know where I can get one, and fast, too. You're thinking of that big excavation down at the corner of Main and Thorn? Right, Andy, and it's just three blocks from here. With your permission, sir, I'll go, go down to and... it, son. Anything that will move this stuff in a hurry. I only... I only hope we're not too late. In a matter of minutes, Mushnowski has commandeered the big steam shovel down on the corner of Main and Taunton and has moved it to the scene of the collapsed storage lot. There, under the direction of Chief Cody, the big prime mover begins to scoop up great bites of the rubble, begins to clear away the tons of masonry and water-soaked bales under which Tim is buried. Over to the left a bit! To the left! That's it! Say, that outfit really moves the stuff, huh? Yeah. One shovel pulls more than all of us can move in an hour. Yeah. As I figured, Tim went down about... Out over there, right where the most masonry is. Yeah, but Chief, must be 15 feet of stuff over that spot. <laughs> Makes me shudder every time I think... Now, Andy, just don't think of such things. We all know what the chances are. We all know we're doing everything man can do for another human being. But Josh, Tim, of all people, why, he, he saved my life. I know, I know it hurts. Things like this always hurt the worst thing about being in the fire service to see your buddies, the boys you work with, go down before your eyes. Man, the times that I've... Uh-uh. Huh? Shovel operator stopped. He's signaling. I'll see what he wants. Uh, looks like his shovel's hung up on a pipe or something. Let's take a look, Chief. Yeah, he's... He's hit something, all right. <laughs> what is it, Mushnashi? The operator struck a section of sewage pipe, Chief. The teeth of his shovel's caught on it. I guess we'll need a pinch bar to pry it loose. Andy, get a bar off your truck. Yes, sir. Seems to run straight down through the debris. Must hey. be... Hey, you hear that? Hear what, Miss Nutt? A tapping. It's coming from the sewage pipe. 
My golly, I believe it is. Listen. That's five bells. Yeah. Somebody's tapping out five bells. And it must be Tim. You're right. Only Tim would think of that. What is it, Chief? Tim. He's alive. He's down below there. Tapping out five bells on this sewage pipe. It's... It's five bells, all right. Ch Chief. Chief, it, it's got to be Tim. Yeah. He's alive. Chief. Moose. Tim's alive. Tim alive. What a welcome sound those two words have to the men who have worked so desperately with such little hope to rescue the courageous rookie who risked his life in the line of duty. It seems a miracle that any man could live under that great mass of brick and bales. And if he does live, can he possibly escape serious injury? Apparently, he is able to tap out a feeble call for help. But what condition is he in? And if he is injured, will Chief Cody be able to get him out in time? To learn the thrilling climax to this dramatic rescue, be sure to listen to the next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Fire Chief Cody will tell you boys and girls how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But right now, here's a message you ought to hear. Now, firefighters, here's Chief Bob Cody with a special message for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody. For some time now, we've been talking about fire prevention in the home. And you will remember, a little while back, I told you how important it was to know the telephone number of your fire department. Well, now... Here's a simple way to always have that important number handy. Get a small gummed label. You know, the kind your mother puts on jars or jelly. And then print or type the word fire on it. That's right, just the word fire. And then the telephone number of the fire department right below it. Then you attach this sticker to the base of your telephone. And in that way, you'll always have the number right before your eyes in case you ever have to turn in a fire alarm by telephone. Well, that's all for now. Until I drop in next time, I'll say so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman, Tim Collins, will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.